podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Introducing Force Factor Fundamentals. Exclusively at the Vitamin Shop, these men's health essentials have clinically studied ingredients like biopurine for enhanced absorption. Yohimbine, pine bark, and L-arginine can help you strengthen blood flow and heighten passion with doses that may bring you the results you crave. Now you can save 20% on Force Factor, including the fundamentals at the Vitamin Shop. Get these men's health game changers in your life at any of the Vitamin Shop store or vitaminshop.com. Hey, imagine if all your frustrations about advertising your business could be solved right now. You should know that podcast listeners are more engaged in higher converting than any other advertising medium. So try AdHub today and reap the rewards of Spreaker's self-advertising platform. It makes it as effortless as ever to be heard by thousands, regardless of the listening app they use. Visit Spreaker.com forward slash AdHub. That's S-P-R-E-A-K-E-R.com forward slash AdHub and start using your advertising dollars in an impactful way. evening it is the day trippers it is the club on a monday night the monday that liverpool should have been prancing around uh brighton and hove albion um parading strutting their stuff um but it was not to be uh that was in a parallel universe we're brought to you um by the pitchball football fan app giving the fans a voice get your free download on the app store and google play store um, tonight we will be talking about the World Cup 2002 that was uh, played in South Korea and Japan. And um, tonight um, with myself, Ray, uh, I've got Keith. How's it going, Keith? Good, good, Ray. Yourself? Oh yeah, not too bad. Still managing with this lockdown. And yourself, Gar? Good, my friend. Very, very good. Done 5k in five minutes there. Just two minutes ago. Oh, excellent. Do, yeah. the mat- do, do the mathematics there, lads. I like it. Five lines of carry, probably. And you might have just heard them there, <laughs> Shawnee. <laughs> we've, got, we've got one of the Lawsons on, so that, that ups the quality straight away. How's it going, Shawnee? It's five star now. They go, oh, good, <laughs> Hanging in there. Good, good to wear. Uh, not not you uh, human contact, but just good to hear familiar voices again. Absolutely, yeah. Good, it, to, yeah. good to have you on, Shawnee. So, um, look, it is, um, it is. We are still waiting um, for uh, Liverpool. We are still craving uh, a bit of football, but we'll have to make do with um the latest in our series of uh looking back at, at at the world cup and um you know looking back at this myself over the last sort of uh, couple of days um this world cup uh in 2002 it, it, it just reminded me um first of all um of a uh, it kind of ties in with a, a period in my life not long after i'd met my uh, what was to become my wife um in 2002 
and um, I distinctly remember some of the um, early starts uh, that this World Cup uh, necessitated. Um, it was a bit of a it was a bit of a pain in the ass, really. But uh, I suppose we all acclimatised to it um, fairly quickly. Um, the first this this World Cup really, I guess, um, if we go straight, if we get stuck straight into the the first game, um, this was a World Cup that got off to a, a major shock um, with France and Senegal, um, and France going into that first game as massive favourites. And Keith, um, this was Senegal uh, announcing themselves on the world stage. Yeah, it was. It was. Um, it was a, a mad out game. Um, France had gone in, obviously the defending champions. Um, a lot of the squad that had played in '98 was still there, and then a couple of them that dropped out. You know, the likes of Deschamps was gone, uh, replaced by Vieira. Um, Larry White was gone. <laughs> the both was in there. You know what I mean? So they still had quality coming in, but it, there was a, a bit of. Um, talk about Senegal because a lot of them are French based and um, didn't know what to expect from them you know and obviously we got played in Hoodwink then by uh, Salif Jeff Salif Jeff <laughs> and El Hadj Jeff did we announce did we announce the Jeff deal before the World Cup I think we did didn't we I was think it that Jeff was, it was one of them. Got well, one I think Joe was before it and Joe was after because Joe gets a blade and cracker in this uh, World Cup. We might have been stung with him on that one. But it was it was an interesting one. I think Zidane was injured. Um, Zidane, I think, only comes back for France in the last group game. So it was a, a bit of a weird one. And to go in and just be absolutely shy because they were muck France where I was yeah. watching the highlights of this one earlier. My God, they were fucking brutal. Yeah, and Papa. Senegal were the surprise package, you know. Yeah, Papa Bouba Diop, um, who we 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 you know we got to uh, know later down the line with with quite a few um, Senegal players. Um, obviously, yeah, yeah. the two Liverpool um, players who you who you mentioned there, um, and I think we were all you know seeing El Hajjouf in in this World Cup. We were all pretty excited by the prospect of him coming to um, to Liverpool, weren't we? Oh yeah. Oh. Who do we get him from? Who do we sign him from? Was it Lons or something like that? Yeah, no? Lons, yeah. And he had scored quite a few goals for them. Uh, that's, we, we were trying to plug a gap then as well at that stage, weren't we? Because Fowler was starting to really drop off then at that. that the, the reason why this World Cup really stands out to me was, I think it was the year before Liverpool won all the trophies. Yeah. I start, really, yeah. start really paying attention to football then at that stage, you know? And... Uh, of course, it was the first time where Ireland had qualified for a tournament. So I got to actually see the balls going around. Now, obviously, I was alive, I was alive in '94, but none, none the wiser, you know. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, I just remember that the, the balls, like everyone hanging the buttons out, the gaffs, and everyone painting the roads and the green, white, and orange, and houses being green, white, and orange, <laughs> and fucking knockoff pennies. Korean, Japan jerseys and all the whole yeah. lot. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah. So just, I mean, surely, seeing as you've um, kind of linked us into to, to Ireland, um, if we bounce across to Ireland's group, obviously they were drawn in the same group as Germany. 
And then there was, you know, minnows in, in Saudi Arabia. So in some ways, this was always going to boil down to whether Ireland um, could could beat out Cameroon in terms of qualifying. Um, I mean, do you recall what the level of, of, of um, kind of expectation was around them? Whether, whether you know, Ireland had made a habit of getting out of the group in the previous World Cup. Yeah, we would have been... I would have been 10 at the time of that World Cup, so it, it, I wouldn't have been more, I wouldn't have been as tuned in, obviously, as Miola Butters, but I just remember the week before the tournament started, the whole country was rocked by the news that Roy Keane wasn't going to play for Ireland in the World Cup due to a, a big falling out in the camp, and yeah. obviously we know that to be the Saipan incident now. So we were rocked. I think it was a day before the actual tournament started. I think we kicked off then a couple of days later. But um, that was a massive, massive blow because Roy Keane was one of the most dominant midfielders in the world at that stage. He was in the like he was back from a bad injury a couple of seasons previous at United, but he was playing some of his best stuff, and he put on one of the best individual performances. I think anyone's ever put on in an Ireland short the Lansdowne Road against the Dutch. Yeah. And I think the problem, I think we played Iran in a qualifier, didn't we? Yeah. Yeah. And I, uh, there was, I think Kane missed the away leg, but someone was saying there was nothing wrong with him and it was down to Alex Fix and telling him he didn't want him to play and stuff like that. So, does everyone has their own opinion and story on what happened in Saipan but the, the main takeaway is just how much we missed out because we I remember the early kickoff against Cameroon I remember Matty Holland's goal um, one of my very early first early football memories of, of an Ireland team and thinking Jesus this is great like the whole country's buzzing and then we ended up we, we'll obviously go on to a further down the line but we ended up in the side of uh, the favourable side of the draw in the World Cup and like yeah. uh, Roy Keane Howell, sized Howell in the midfield who, who knows like you know what I mean we could have ended up in the semi-final against fucking South Korea yeah, yeah. I mean obviously we'll get onto it you know there's, there's, there's you know relative minnows who get all the way to the semi-finals in this World Cup and, and there was opportunity Knocks for quite a few uh, teams the way the draw pans out. Um, Gar, obviously you're a little bit older and wiser than Shawnee. Um, what were your what were your memories of the expectations and the whole um, Roy Keane? Um, the, listen, the, for me, the, I suppose the Ori squad thing was it was the force of our golden generation that were coming through with the likes of Dawn, Kane and Duff of them really coming from that that sort of golden, one of them golden sides that had won a, a, a youth tournament. So it was obviously big for yeah. us. Um, an emergence of uh, who I thought was a fantastic player. Just never, you know, never went on to do that major. But Stephen Reid to me always stood out. Um, he, he was, I thought he was a magnificent player so much energy he, obviously in, injuries hit him badly yeah. later on but he, he just he just always seemed to have a good game uh, especially uh, for Ireland as well one thing that stood out I know we'll probably touching this going through was this was a, a real development side for a, for a few countries like France obviously were going through a transition 
Ireland as well have obviously a, a, a lot of lads coming from a young side as well. Uh, you've you've England as well who has if you want to look at it, the start of their golden golden generation coming mm. through as well, um, and then Brazil who have been poor. In, in, in previous, um, really step up to the plate in this with, with a lot of younger lads uh, coming into the squad. Obviously, me and Sean, you have a, a little likely love for Rondinho, but this is where we really start the same on, on the world stage. And we'll talk about that, that goal versus your lot, right? In a, in a world. <laughs> but now it was a real transition for countries in regards of uh, talent coming through from, from their from their youth sides, if you want to call it. Germany as well have uh, started their transition because, you know, they did a lot, hell of a lot of older lads playing yeah. in previous World Cups. So it was a real transition for European countries all, all around in regards of what they were doing. I think Claire Fontaine was just about to close as well in France. Um, so yeah. it, was, it was huge there as well. As, as you see, they, they have a, obviously a stinker of a World Cup that year. Mm-hmm. So that that's obviously for me, I, I started off coaching very, very young. But for me, that was the real learning point of, there was a lot of younger lads coming into a lot of these uh, World Cups with. Yeah. Um, I mean, just you, 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 you touch on England's uh, exit, but England's really were um, kind of drawn in the group of death, really. Um, you know, they, they at this point, um, Sweden were kind of old foes. Argentina were, were old foes, um, and Nigeria um, were, were, you know, as on paper the fourth. Uh, I'm sure they would have come out of pot four. Um, you know, were by by no by no mean no means a pushover when you compared it to some of the other teams that would have come out of that that pot. Um, I mean, from my perspective, you know, I remember again the the, the you know the expectation as usual um, was was very high under Sven. But if you look at the, if you actually, you know, I remember us talking about the England team um, from uh, France '98 and the quality yeah. from top to bottom. But if you look at this England side, who you know start that game against Sweden, my God, there's there's a few there's a few ropey characters, <laughs> isn't there? I'm, yeah, I'm just looking nice. at the defenders in the squad now. You've got Wayne Bridge, who at the time was at Southampton. Yeah. You have Wes Brown, who was obviously uh, really starting out. You know it. Then Campbell obviously had a, a major league goal tournament. I remember because I think he ends up in the squad. They had the final game of the tournament. The yeah, yeah uh, Ashley Cole was obviously flying at the Gunners. Um, Danny, Mills was Danny, Mills, Danny Mills Danny Mills starts a few of these games if we recall all he was. Yeah. <laughs> and he was Nick uh, as well obviously Selke and then you've got Keown in there as well so and obviously Rio so you've, you've a bit of a mix in there haven't you yeah and then in the midfield um, Owen Hargreaves um, who I think he was still playing in Germany at that stage yeah, wasn't that's he? Really, yeah. was he it was, a really, it was a really alien concept for, for England fans to be watching a player that we'd never really seen an awful lot of at club level because of, you know, the fact that he was he wasn't he wasn't playing um in England. And then you had, you know, Emil Heskey getting a getting a regular game and Darius. The lawyers for sale. Darius for sale. Yeah. <laughs> the Gerard was injured, was he? 
Johnny, he he got in. I was I was I think if I recall, Ray might be able to confirm this, but that was when we played Ipswich, and when I thought we were actually going to sign an Elka because he comes on scores in that game. But I remember being in that sort of to the, the paddocks to the right hand side and seeing him walk, and he got injured, Johnny, in that game again. We absolutely mauled Ipswich in that final game, and he gets injured, comes off quite early in the game. I, I think it was about six or seven nil. Uh, but I remember looking at Nelka coming on that day and going, Jesus, this lad, how we saw him. And obviously, as, as you've spoken about, uh, that, that all went to the wind. Yeah, Gerard was injured, yeah. And, um, but, but even so, you know, um, some, some yeah, of, I'm looking there as a shite midfield. Yeah, it'd be stacked here. Uh, real quality there with Beckham and Skulls, but Joe Cole was. Uh, a young lad, a very young lad at the stage yeah. as well. Trevor Sinclair, Kieran Dyer, Nick Kieran Dyer getting getting yeah. minutes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we were talking, we were talking about how you know Steve McManaman couldn't get any real game time in the previous uh, tournament. It's a, it's a good good point there, Ray, isn't it? Because we went through the squad about France '98 and. Everyone in the England squad, it was quality, quality, quality. Yeah. I'm looking at the ones here, and you'd like Danny Mills, seven caps, Ashley Cole, eight caps, Trevor Sinclair, five, Wes Brown, six, Wayne Bridge, five, uh, Owen Hargreave, six, Joe Cole, six, the Royce Vassell, five, David James, nine, Kieran Doyer, nine. You know, very inexperienced squad they had going into this. Now, you talk about the start of the golden generation or whatever, because there is a, a tranche of them there, actually Cole, Rio Ferdinand, Saul Campbell, Beckham, Scholes. He doesn't last too much longer after this. Owen, Gerard isn't there. Well, you know, there is a group of them that do want to form the supposed golden generation, but th- th- there was a few holes in this squad. <laughs> you know, there really was from other World was Cups it, that, that we've gone big, through. Qualified by the skin of their teeth, literally last kick of the game, wasn't it? Poxed, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I mean, um, they get themselves out the group, but we'll get on. We'll get onto that um, in a little while. We'll just we'll just spin through the groups because there was some kind of, you know, quite quite surprising outcomes compared to what you would have had on paper before the, you know, before if people were given their predictions, you know, um, Group A, um, Denmark ultimately Denmark and Senegal go through. Um, and Uruguay and France are, are dumped out. Um, the group looks like it's upside down. Yeah. <laughs> like completely upside down. Um, you know, France lose the opening game, Uruguay lose the opening game, so that, you know, each of them are up against it. Then a couple of draws do sort of nobody any, any favours. Um, and come the last game, um, you know, Denmark beat France 2-0. Um, you know, France go out, of the tournament without even scoring a goal, um, which I can't imagine anyone uh, predicted. Um, and then in the last game, uh, it's probably the most interesting game in that group. Uh, Senegal um, are leading three nil at half time, um, and Uruguay mount a, 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 an almost amazing comeback in the second half, end up drawing the game three three. Forlang comes on as a as a substitute and gets one of those uh, goals, but ultimately they don't get that fourth uh, goal that would have taken them through. Um, and the, and it's it, it is upside down. I mean, you know, Senegal um, get through. I mean, I, I remember it was just it was a, it was a massive shock. 
Um, as you said, not to, for the defend the champions not to score a goal. Like it's the only time I think it's, it's ever mad. happened, is it? Yeah, it's mad. Yeah, yeah. And now um, Group B, a little bit more of a uh, predictable look at, about it. Spain um, are one of the teams that go through with three wins out of three. Um, you've got Paraguay who qualify out of that group. Um, they finished level on points with 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 South Africa, Slovenia get no points. Uh, interestingly, in that last game, um, South Africa are, pl- are playing Spain and Slovenia are playing Paraguay. Um, and it's Paraguay who go through by uh, virtue of scoring a third goal um, with six minutes to go, which um, takes them through on, I think it's, it's goals... It's goal scored actually. The goal scored, yeah. yeah, one yeah. for it. Yeah, so um, you know, South Africa actually, you know, they 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 put up a, a decent um, performance in that in that tournament. I mean, you know, we got we got to see, you know, some players again who would have become familiar. Um, some players in that side as well. Redavi was in the side, wasn't he? Uh, Mark Wayne. Ben, ben McCarthy was probably with Ajax at the time, was he? Yeah, Ben yeah, McCarthy was. was Quinton yeah. Fortune. Yeah, Quinton Fortune, which when I looked at Quinton Fortune, I, I was amazed at how long he was actually at United. I didn't realise he was there for so long. I mean, he was there for seven years. What's your man's name played by Leeds? Was he still the Lucas? He was, believe, yeah, he was the captain, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he was the captain. Um, he was a decent player, actually. He yeah, was. Yeah, he was going to have him. Yeah, funnily enough, he actually both Benny McCarthy and Radibi score against uh, Spain. Um, at one point, uh, the 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 two two with Spain, um, but Raúl gets gets the winner, um, and ultimately um, South Africa um, go out. But but they they certainly weren't disgraced um, getting four points. Um, so then this, we on. this was before we move on. This was one of the last great Spanish teams that were on paper looked the business and ended up shitting the jocks at a tournament. Yeah. I was yeah, looking at the team the that they had. Teams, yeah, but when you look at their team, like you go through for I'm looking at one match here: Casillas, Puyol, Hierro, Nadal, Juan Fran, Luis Enrique, Baraka, Valeron, um, Raúl, Diego Tristan. Morientes comes on, Xavi comes on, like Mendiete. they had a cracking squad, Mendieta. This they is the real change for them, Keith, isn't it? Yeah. When uh, all their older the lads changes, really got yeah. toast out here. Yeah, really was. And you can see uh, the younger, what we always put it down to was the switch maybe from a Real Madrid-centric team to a Barcelona yeah. team was when the, the change started to happen for them. Um, and this was the, the start of it, yeah. I was looking at that team, I'm like, how did they not play and win that? But then we'll talk about what happens to them later on as well. Yeah, I mean, Spain just were, you know, at that point following what they've done tournaments in, tournaments out. Um, yeah. You know, always a threat, always, you know, flattered to deceive. Um Valencia one of the Valencia one of the real top European sides at that stage as well, weren't they? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they yeah, they I mean, um yeah, they had they had some uh, massive um wins in the Champions League around that time. Um didn't you have you had, you had a few spa, you had a few small Spanish sides who were making an impression, weren't you outside? Deportivo was Deportivo, well. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's yeah. who I'm thinking of, yeah, Deportivo. Um, Diego so, Tristan. 
Yeah, Tristan playing. Yeah. Was, I'm looking at the squads here, and it's kind of mad because the order I'm looking at them in has Spain and Brazil, and this is kind of like this would have been like sort of a, a change in the guard, so to speak, because that the Brazil team in in this this competition were the last kind of samba Brazil yeah, yeah. that we've ever seen. Yeah. Really, obviously, a good on to that, but yeah, when you think about like it, it was mad, really. Yeah, I mean, Brazil are in Group C with um, Turkey, Costa Rica um, and China. Um, and obviously, um, both Brazil and Turkey end up in the, in the, in the, in the last four. Um, and, and we're essentially on course for a, a rematch in the final. Um, if you look at that first game, Brazil beat, um, Brazil beat uh, Turkey 2-1. Uh, Rivaldo with a, a late... Yeah. Um, Ronaldo scores. Rivaldo scores. Yeah, if you just look, if you just read that that team from top to bottom. Rivaldo uh, got a ban after that game as well, didn't he? Yeah, for the red card for uh, Hakan Onsa, wasn't it? Yeah, the ball um, yeah. Went down holding his face. <laughs> yeah, well, fucking like that Brazil team, like Jesus yeah. Christ. Yeah. Yeah, looking at uh, looking at the team. I mean, it even Juninho playing centre mid for the Mitchellberto, yeah. and yeah. Ju- the Middlesbrough Juninho, not the bleeding Leon one. Yeah, yeah, like my Jesus, Lucio with okay, Milson, yeah. like at Milson as a centre back was unreal as well. Like a ball player, proper ball player. You Caffio and Carlos on the bleeding wings, unreal. and then all the yards up front. Was this the night? Was this the night airport? That was it. Correct. Yeah. Yeah, what a, what a nod. <laughs> and then that's, that's one thing that I, I, I want to actually say something. One thing I remember about this World Cup was like the build up, the advertising, and all of the the kind of merchandising that went away. Because remember, that was the the famous, the famous now, the Adidas Predator boots were brought out for that World Cup specifically. Yep. And I remember all of the campaign and done around that. And the, just the buzz for the fucking World Cup was mental. Yeah, yeah, it was and the f- so, and then yeah. You, you have so like uh, obviously the story in in '98 with Ronaldo then, and it was his kind of big redemption. And he, yeah, we seen him in the fourth game, and he looked as fit as he ever did, like mm. sharp as a tack. Yeah, I was uh, I, I, just on a on a slightly different note. I, I was watching some of the old Champions League games that were on. Um, showing on the tally the other night, and uh, the uh, the Real Madrid, um, Man United, second leg, yeah, um, the Patrick, Patrick, uh, Ronaldo, I mean, my God, um, that must have from in another planet, wasn't he? Yeah, it must have been an absolute privilege to be to be, you know, as much as I, I, I'd hate to be at Old Trafford to watch to watch him doing his stuff. On a night like that, um, would have been would have been one time as a Liverpool fan. I wouldn't have minded being in an Old Trafford, you know. Yeah. Lads, you you always would have been obviously a little bit older than me at, st- at that stage, but like uh, I remember being mesmerised by Ronaldinho at that tournament, and I never yeah. I never even heard of him. Was that much known of him <laughs> going into that tournament? Like was. Yeah, he was he was known, but no, he was about to explode, wasn't he? Like he was at PSG at that stage. He was yeah, were, still at PSG. He'd only played. He played. Uh, well, I would say less than sixty games for PSG, did he? Yeah, 
Yeah, that's probably about right. He didn't play that much for them. And they weren't the PSG that they are now either. Like it was um you know, it was a different beast. But um he was he was known, I think, had come up you know one of these the next big thing, the next big thing. But yeah. they had Ronaldo there, they had Rivaldo, so he was he was he was talked about, but maybe it was a bit of a surprise come this World Cup. And he came from from, uh, he came from Lucas Lievelan, didn't he? Gremio, Gremio, that's right. Yeah, a twenty-year-old Kakar as well was in that squad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But even Janini, you know, was fairly high profile in 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 England because of you know, is he'd had the exposure playing for Middlesbrough and whatnot. So, yeah, I mean. Um, Ronaldinho was net, was kind of in the shadow of a few players um, prior to that prior to that tournament, um, but yeah, Brazil. We'll, we'll obviously speak more about them as this goes on. Brazil um, and Turkey get out. I mean, Turkey um, they finish on the same uh, number of points as Costa Rica, and they go through on goal difference um, with Costa Rica getting a. A five-two hammering in the last game against Brazil and Turkey beating China three-nil, um, meaning they go through on uh, goal difference. Group D, um, another another group which um, you, you may say uh, was upside down uh, come the end. You had South Korea, um, who probably no one considered. Um, you had the US, who you know um, haven't hosted the tournament sort of um, eight years. Earlier, they really did kind of um, blossom in this World Cup and they go through. And the two teams that get dumped out are uh, the two European teams who people probably would have fancied to do more, Portugal and Poland. The players look to the captain. The captain looks to the manager. And the manager looks to you. It's time to be heard. Pitch is the new app that gives football fans the voice you deserve. Get your views sent straight to media pundits, commentators on the club you love. From dodgy penalties to rating match performance, make your opinion count. The manager's looking to sub him off, and the fans agree. Download the Pitch app for free today. Be heard. Yeah, Portugal's, he spoke. Uh, Portugal's uh, uh, side had the, the beginning of its, its sort of a super team, didn't it? And, yeah. You know, it, it was, it was, I think they were getting slightly older at that stage. Yeah, uh, that was the sort of the end of their golden generation, nearly. It was not the end, but they'd been around for um, a couple of years. Similar to Spain, I think they were always yeah, yeah, high boy, expectations. Boy, yeah, was boy, was he with uh, was, was he with Barca at that stage? He would have been, yeah. Well, maybe not at that stage. I probably was actually, yeah. Really, that was Abby, yeah. He played for us, didn't he? Yeah. He yeah. <laughs> Jorge Couto, the centre half. He was Fernando Couto, yeah, yeah. yeah. Rui, uh, Rui, Rui George Perlete you see it was a lot of older and then Nuno Gomez was a younger boy at that stage yeah. Jordan uh, they, um, Sergio Conceição they had Paolo Bento they, they had a good team you know what I mean But and of course they had Figo as well so they had a superstar and they had a much better team around Figo obviously you have Rui Costa who was a superstar as well but you look at what they they never done with that squad and then you have the later Portuguese, the Ronaldo version of Portugal, and they they didn't have as good a squad, but they seemed to they were tactically spot better. on. Keith, yeah, they were. That's it, and that's what always let them down. This other team, you know what I mean? They were a cracking team. They were always ones that you'd look at and go, "These could do something." Never fucking did. Yeah, and the USA um, had you know some players that was Landon uh, Donovan. 
would become yeah. kind of household names, really, I suppose. You had he was quite young then, Sean. He wasn't even 22, yeah. I would say. I was just saying there, he was he was voted the, the young player of the tournament. He was, yeah. 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 The, the Claudio Reina was at, I think he was at Man Sunderland at the time, maybe. In, uh, I remember him being a decent player as well. Yeah. yeah, you have Brian McBride. Brian McBride. Brian McBride yeah. was in Germany, I think, at the, at the time. Brad yeah, played to play Fulham. Brad Friedling goal. Um, Eddie Pope is someone who, who I seem to remember. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's right. Yeah, I can see there Eddie Pope. The Marcus Beasley, a few fa- fa- familiar names, you know. Yeah, John O'Brien, he's a postman in Tallaght, isn't he? I'm only joking. <laughs> <laughs> but they, they, were like, they were sort of a surprise package, weren't they? Like that group threw up two of them. I'm just seeing there, like, the, the career, the the coach of career was who? Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I know who this was. It was oh, your man. Who's hitting? Who's hitting? Yeah. 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 Well, you see, this this side, Johnny, at that stage, that's our career. That side, it was it was really they were always known to be you know very very fit. But yeah. I think this tournament we really saw them come through technically as well, like, and you know tactically yeah. astute as well. Had was some fucking, great, yeah. Had a shed load of decisions go that way as well. Oh yeah, board, yeah. Like, well, two major dodgy ones uh, that I recall, yeah, in the later stages. Yeah, yeah. I'd say Gus Hiddink is still trying to spend the money and at that well. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it does just go to show, you know, a host nation can be swept up because one of the overriding things I can remember from this World Cup was the crowd were going fucking apeshit for South Korea. Yeah. Yeah. And Japan as well, but more so South Korea, I felt. Yeah. The, yeah. the crowds were fucking wild. Wild. Yeah, I, I tell you a funny story. I, I, I spent a bit of time in Australia and I was out there in 2005 um, in Brisbane watching a, a game. Um, and uh, it was actually Jisung uh, Park's, uh, one of Jisung Park's first games. And a load of South Koreans rocked up and were going absolutely mental for the fella. I'd never seen anything <laughs> like it. You know, he, he, he actually hit the bar in that game and uh, you should have seen them like you know when he almost scored they almost wet themselves there and then and they were just uh, the South Koreans such fanatical um, supporters when it comes to their players and and it was really kind of you know for them it was it was all it was all brand new Um, so they get out the group um, you then get on to um, Group E, which um, which was the which which was the island group. So let's let's go into this in a little bit more detail. So um, first game, obviously Ireland draw with Cameroon. Uh, Matty Holland uh, gets the goal. As was um, they were obviously one 0 down at half time. Um, Webo was it? If I'm right. Yeah. Webo. Bomb. And Bomber was that the forward? Bomber. Yeah, Patrick and Bomber actually yeah. scored. Yeah. Um, just that looking. Amazing, just looking at their team. Obviously, they have Samuel Etu in there. Uh, Lauren uh, Rigobert Song is playing. Um, and and Yeah, uh, the Yeah, the um, is playing in, in that game as well. Um, I mean, we all we kind of knew uh, it was kind of a, 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 a different generation of Cameroon players, but they, they were certainly, you know, uh, to be feared. So getting the 1-1 draw 
um, by all accounts in the first game. And obviously Germany beat Saudi Arabia 8-0. Um, it, it really, it, it, it shaped up nicely for that for that second game, didn't it? Uh, Germany against um, Ireland. Um, any any recollection, any memory, any, any yeah. vivid memories from that, lads? The thing, the thing I... That stood out for me with that World Cup was the the timing of the games. So, yeah. like you would be going to have your lunch at one o'clock, and all three games would have already been played. Yeah, yeah. So that Cameroon game was on at like eight o'clock in the morning. I saw seven, on a Saturday yeah, morning. Would have had yeah, seven, seven kickoff on yeah. a Saturday morning. Yeah, pretty so sure. Pretty sure this game was a Saturday morning because I, I, yeah, I, 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 I Saturday morning. Yeah, I mentioned so it, used to, we watched this. In, we watched this in bed, so um, it wasn't. It wasn't. Un, uh, it wasn't unusual to be watching some of these games in the, of a weekend in bed before in you bed, yeah. even started. So this one was a Saturday morning. Yeah. Yeah, and I just I remember what after each game because like as a kid you're just hovering up football, so you'd watch the morning game. You go out and you'd be there's a little green across the road from my house, and we'd literally be in it during each game, and then he'd be out then for the whole. So that whole summer we just played and watched football for the whole thing, and it was mental because look, you see, when Ireland make it to a World Cup, it, it's bleeding nuts. But the fifth of June, I remember me brother Paddy was going. Or uh, this I remember this so vividly, it's nuts. We brought up Paddy, I think he would have been down as junior cert at the time. And we were one nil down against uh, Germany and Steve Finnan plays the ball down the channel over the top, Robbie Kane, fucking the rest is history. And I just looked out the window and still seeing Paddy going out with the, the skill. And I was shouting out to him, Paddy, Paddy, one all, one all out the top window in the house, and I nearly fell out of the fucking top window in the house. <laughs> they fucking everyone on the road going mental and all. It was deadly. It was fucking yeah. unreal. Yeah, yeah. Any any other memories, lads, from that from that particular day? Uh, yeah, it was much the same. The place everywhere was just fucking bedlam, um, yeah. and it was it was weird looking at them. Or again, like this World Cup, you're talking early early morning, midday games, and all that. Um, it was just it was just madness. And um, that game, that particular one, the Germany one. Yeah, like that, you're watching it, and Germany, I, would, I don't think it was a great German squad. I think it would, they were coming, I think, Gary, you might have said it, they were coming to the end of their cycle, and they actually ripped up their book after this World Cup and yeah. sorted themselves out. But they were 1-0 up, and we were always in with a chance. And that was the thing with Ireland. We said it in other World Cup shows. You know, we usually go to these things, and what was it? We, we only won two games in the World Cup before this, was it? We were in two yeah. World Cups and we oh, we don't fuck off. We only scored two goals or something in two World Cups. So, but we always felt we had a chance. You know what I mean? That's the thing with Ireland. So going into that, what's it? 90, 92nd, 93rd minute when we got the equaliser. Yes. You know, it's you still felt you had a chance. Where I can't remember. I was watching it in a pub somewhere and it wasn't you just wouldn't take your eyes off it you know what I mean you are glued to it just in case you knew something could happen and that was the way it's a very it's similar to Liverpool you know what I mean you always think well, something can happen here and that's the way Ireland were when it came to World Cups back then yeah I remember I remember watching it and thinking again like thinking to myself you, you know you have to keep watching this right to the end because I, I, you just you just start to get a feeling that Maybe there was some, you know, the longer the game went on, and it was one nil that there was there would be an opportunity for 
for for, for Ireland to, to you know grab an equaliser and, and obviously they did. Um, and the thing is, it's the most Ireland goal ever. Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, the, lump. the similarities between that and Shane Long's goal against Germany in the Aviva are fucking yeah. nuts. It's just route one over the top and just getting on the end of it. And that's what we've done best on that Mick McCarthy. Like, we are just a fucking horrible team to play against. And there was quality there. Like Gary yeah. said, this was probably our golden generation, so to speak. Like, Damien Duff was ripping her up in England at that stage. Yeah, true. And just <laughs> that, in the, in the context of the group, that ended up being a, a massive result for us. Yeah, and... Um... I remember that game, Hughes, that's, and Sean is just touched on something there, but it's about the Irish hard work ethic. Jeremy played three in the middle that day, and I remember Matt Holland and Kinslet being absolutely tremendous against that three that day. Yeah. Um, now, in fairness, they were, you know, having, it was a dogfight, don't get me wrong, there was no s- smashing football being played in the ground in the mid, but them two, you know, they really dominated them three players, and it was three good German players, you've got, you got Hammer on there, you've got Thorsten Ballard Flings there as well, well, and Thorsten Flings, who was, who was a bleeding workhorse yeah. as well back in the day. Not so, only that, the, Car, not only that, on the right then they had Bernd Schneider as well, and he always dropping into the middle as well, it's not like yeah. he was a winger, you know what I mean, he was always coming in, a buzzsaw in around the midfield, so it was a really tough tough midfield to sort of deal because Ziga would always stay very wide Keith wouldn't he yeah. he'd always look at, to exploit a lot of space he, wide, he, was, he was very good yeah. with, with his left foot yeah he was that little bollocks that played for them he was like a fucking wasp but he's like one of these you ever seen when you see these World War 2 films and they show like like <laughs> a little rotten Nazi fella like the little with the Ronnie and all can't remember him. Yeah, was it? Or? No, Oliver Neuville. Oliver Neuville. Neuville yeah, 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 yeah. little looking fucker, yeah. Sleeving bastard. I remember him, yeah. He scores him on the games, doesn't he? Yeah, he, he did a decent tournament. Actually, one thing we haven't talked about in this, uh, that German side is that that was like Miroslav Klaus. That was his coming out party. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. All over his fucking head as well, wouldn't he? Or something. Yeah, like that. he just he he's still the record holder, isn't he? For the total goals or total something. Total goals yeah. across tournaments, yeah, he might well. Yeah, be. yeah. But when you look at the when you look at him and Karsten Yanker up front, like two big stockings of shit, like you can tell <laughs> what they were trying to do, you know? <laughs> yeah. And and be a hot bench. And nearly walked. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um so, I mean, funnily enough, as it turns out, um, because Cameroon uh, beat Saudi Arabia 1-0, and, and then the way that the, the, the final games play out with uh, Cameroon losing 2-0 to Germany and Ireland winning 3-0 against Saudi Arabia, um, actually, in hindsight, um, Ireland still would have gone through even if they'd lost that game 1-0. But look, you you can, can't take those moments away like Robbie Keane scoring that uh, 92nd minute goal uh, away. Um, but look, I mean, the last game against Saudi Arabia, I, I presume I'm going to I'm gonna make a guess here, but this is Ireland's biggest ever World Cup victory, I, I presume. Yeah. 3-0. Yeah, isn't it? Yeah. 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 I always remember a tough celebration. That's what stands out to me. Remember he done the bell down the crowd. Bell, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's, right. that's that's one thing that always stands out to me about about that game. Yeah, so Robbie Keane um with an early goal. Um Gary, Gary, oh, was it Gary Brain? 
Gary Breen with the second. How did you celebrate, Gary? Uh, well, I was delighted me after I scored from Ounces. Sorry, I'm joking. You could have told us you're your cousin or something. Come here, didn't McCarty do something mad in this game? Didn't he bring like, a, a, a defender off really early and stick uh, Noel Quinn on? Yeah. Hart. A half time. Yeah, yeah. Off I, just remember, I remember that. Yeah. Being, being a mad, mad, mad tactical change. Now, in saying so, that, he played Gary Kelly in midfield, so maybe I don't know if we moved him back because we were playing. Finham was playing Roy right back in this tournament for so Ireland, Wolf but Meg Kelly on, was playing in front. Right and Kelly could have, yeah, might have been something along those lines. Kilbam was playing on the left hand side, um, so unless Kelly went back to left back, I don't know. Or Finnan could have gone over, or Coban might have gone over, I don't know. But yeah, it's a mad one. Like, it's not an Irish thing that you'd expect to see. The defender. three goals. Yeah, scoring three goals. <laughs> Jesus, let us have a moment, Dicko, with it. It's a big moment. And to be fair to Ireland, you know, um, that it's the third World Cup that, you know, they get out of the uh, out of the group. Um uh, but 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 safe to say none of the Saudi lads made it into the Premier League. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they they were fucking. They got straight onto building stadiums and bleeding hotels in Dubai after that game. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so back to the day job for the boys. Um, um, so Group F um, was England's group. Um, so look, um, Argentina. Christ, that's some Argentina team. Argentina um, beating Nigeria in the first game. England against Sweden was 1-1, uh, which, you know, I remember at the time. I think England went 1-0 up, Sol Campbell scored. Yeah. Uh, Sweden equalised in the second half. I remember at that time, you know, um, we kind of decided we'd take that um, and take our chances thereafter. I think going into the... Um, Argentina game I think we kind of we you know uh, it was felt that we we definitely uh, owed Argentina one and we definitely deserved probably a bit of better fortune than than the previous two games um and look that was Beckham wasn't it penalty yeah, yeah it was it was the story of Beckham's redemption I mean Argentina yeah. Argentina still have you know the shite bags playing Simeone Batistuta Zanetti, um, yeah. Argentino, Ortega, yeah. Samuel, Veron, Lads, lads, can you imagine being a centre forward being told to play up, up on your own against that, that, that back four and, and the two centre mids? You, you think you just walk off crying before before you went on the pitch, wouldn't you? Yeah. You would have Sorry, got absolutely battered. Yeah. Sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So you're talking, yeah, that was three centre-backs and then you've got uh, Simeone in front of that and you've then Zanetti was on the right-hand side of midfield for some reason, he was a wing-back but, Veron. you know, it was just solid. Veron in there, you've Sorin on the left so you're playing with, yeah, Pochettino, Samuel, Placente and then Simeone, Veron, Zanetti and Bladen. Yeah, Pochettino. 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 Is it, as Pochettino. one of the three centre-halves, isn't he? He's one of the centre-halves, yeah. He gives, he's one that gives away the pen out, isn't he? It's just before half time and Beckham um oh, the massive amount of pressure on him, but um 
he, he, he tucks it away um, and it's game on and look England hang on to the 1-0 um, you know we've got Trevor Sinclair coming off the bench we've got Teddy Sheringham coming off the bench we've got Wayne Bridge coming off the bench I mean Jesus Christ lads I don't know how the hell we <laughs> that game 1-0 and lost the, lost the game against them um, four years previous with the team that they had the thing that stood out for me in this World Cup with England was that the, they got a lot of buy-in from the players with Sven. Sven was a very popular manager, wasn't he? Um, very. And he, and he certainly got, with the players. And he know. got much, at, at that time, he was getting a much easier ride yeah. um, than, than obviously, you know, um, the likes of Graham Taylor. Um, it all gone sour for, for Glenn Hoddle. Um, it all gone a bit pear shaped for, for for Terry Venables. Um yeah, even even um even Keegan. Um you know, so yeah, Sven I know obviously you know, after after Sven or at the back back end of Sven's reign he gets he's getting a much rougher time of it. But at that time, yeah, he's definitely um he's definitely got the press on his side. The press and the players, like, it's a shit team England went in there. Fucking muck them, looking at them and them. Trevor Sinclair comes on after 19 minutes for Ron Hargraves, like, and they're still beating Argentina. Like, you're joking me. Yeah, yeah. Danny Mills obviously had some sort of tote on Sven Ron Yeah. <laughs> they had a, they had a four ball with some mock beforehand, I'd say. <laughs> What's going on there? Dog's not happy. Dogs are warm. <laughs> um, right, so we get to the we get to the last um, games: um, Sweden, Argentina, um, Nigeria, England. Um, and as it turns out, um, two draws um, are, the, are the draws that are enough for Sweden and England to go through. Um, and it's Sweden that. Top the group um, through uh, um, goals scored, um, which isn't ideal when it comes to the uh, when it comes to the um, how the how the draw sort of maps out really for England. But we'll get on to that. The next group was Group G: Mexico winning the group, Italy, um, Croatia, and Ecuador uh, exiting. Um, I think I mentioned it on the last. Um, on the last podcast, Mexico always find a way of getting through from these groups. Yeah, um, it's true. They've a knack for it. I mean, Italy at that point, um, they've got... Um, Bobo Vieri is banging in goals again. We spoke yeah. about him in the last World Cup that he was yeah. horsing in goals left, right and centre and he continues in this World Cup. You look back, you forget about how good a fucking player he was. He was and amazing. i just say, say one thing... And I don't know why this always sticks out in my head. This this goal, one of the goals of the tournament, one of the most maddest goals I've ever seen. A uh, fella playing for Mexico scored a goal against Borghetti. Yeah, Borghetti. Yeah. Oh. It was mental. One of the most yeah. unorthodox finish, finishes I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, anyone that hasn't seen it, get on and Google it. It's unreal. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. Like That goal always stood out for me, even to now to this day. When I see that goal, I'm going, oh, fucking hell, that's unbelievable. That was a yeah. quality goal. 
He was in Belfonds in goal as well, isn't he? He's just playing yeah, rooted yeah. to the spot. Uh, I, I think if I remember correctly, I think Del Piero got a penalty late on, I think. I'm not 100% sure. Yeah, he does. I don't know if it's a penalty. Yeah, he does. Del goal. Piero gets a, a late penalty and that's actually, you know, other, only for that um, goal, Italy are going out because um, yeah. it would have been Croatia who would have um, gone through, I think, based on how the whole kind of tie the situation would have panned out so um, Italy go through from that group um, you know habitual slow starters really you never get you never get um, fireworks from Italy in a in a group um, they always reserve the best for, for, for later on in tournaments and who was the Italian manager at this World Cup oh Lippi no it wasn't Lippi was it Trapatoni Trapatoni and then you get on to the last group which is uh, another one of the hosts, Japan, Belgium, Russia, and Tunisia. And again, the hosts um, are top in the group, um, and they are accompanied by um, Belgium with Russia and Tunisia um, fallen by the wayside. Just looking at the Belgium side there, I mean, you think of, I know it's a long time uh, since this World Cup, but uh, even still, like when you think of the, the golden generation that Belgium have now compared to what they were what they were playing for these tournaments. Sam Boyton played for City, did he? Yeah. Big long hair lot. He, he, he yeah. played for uh, Bayern Munich as well for years. Munich as well. Six yeah. foot seven, he was a big stop. Well, destroyed his name. And Wilmot was a machine, wasn't he? Wilmot, yeah, Wilmot, that team, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He, he was the coach at the last World Cup, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. that's right, yeah. Was, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he got 70 caps for them. Um, that was that. That would have been pretty at the back end of his career, really. Yeah, uh, he was the captain for them in this World Cup. Yeah, yeah. Um, up front. He was a good player. Yeah, he was. Um, so that's that's the end of the groups. And then we get on to the knockout um, stages. And the knockout stages, uh, well, certainly the round of 16 is, is usually a mixed bag. Um, um, and, and so it was here. Um, Germany um, beating Paraguay uh, 1-0 uh, in the first game. Um, Oliver Neuville <laughs> uh, with the goal. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> um, that was then followed by uh, England against Denmark. Um, and obviously Denmark had, uh, Denmark had won their group. Um, England had come second. Um, obviously, if you remember that game, if you're gonna face a, yeah. a you're gonna face a group winner, it wasn't a bad um, group winner to face. Um, but obviously, it was knowing that England were on the same side of the draw um, as Brazil was the big kind of stumbling block, which we'll yeah. get to. Uh, but you know what? We spoke in the last one. Sorry if I cut across you there, Ray. We spoke about the the Danish team at France '98, yeah. where it had had quality about them. They had the two Leldrup brothers. Brian was sort of at his at his peak, and Michael was having his, his swan song. He didn't have that quality this time. Yondal um, Thomason was there. Yondal Thomason was the sort of main man there, and he had a few guys around him: Ramadal, Gronkjaer, and but then it was all like Gravison, Stig Tofting. It was just lumps then. Ebersand. Yeah, it was just big lumps in around him, you know. So it was a totally. Yeah, right. You're getting any group winner out of that. They're the ones you pick, like a blade and light. Didn't even have a Schmeichel in golf for him, you know. They had a Sorensen, so. Yeah, yeah. 
and uh, and and you know, for you know, having kind of struggled in the group, which you know, you, I suppose you could expect coming up against the likes of Argentina and Sweden. I mean, England win this comfortably three 0 Ferdinand, um, Owen, and and Heskey. Um, I don't think we past group stage, Addy. Um, no, that was Owen's. Um, Owen's goal, probably his only goal, was it, um, of the tournament? Yeah, he might have got one against Brazil. Oh, OK, yeah, sorry. He was like two, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah, he sorry. got one against Brazil, yeah. Got one against Brazil, yeah. So that was his, his first goal of the tournament. Um, you then go on to uh, Sweden against um, Sweden against Senegal. Um, this was 1-1 after normal time. Um, and it uh, was a... Golden goal that won it um, by uh, Henry Camera. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, played a load of games uh, for Wigan further down the line. Um, bounced around a lot of English teams, actually, didn't he? Um, um, and then obviously um, you had Henrik Larsson scoring for um, for Sweden in that in that game. Um, so having come out of the group as winners, Sweden go out. You've then got um, obviously the Spain um, Ireland game. Yeah, give, give me a bit of context around this, lads. Mendieta the bastard. If you think back, Ian Hart misses a penalty in, in yeah. the ninety minutes, doesn't he? Yeah. yeah. Is that right? Am I am I imagining that wrong? Or? No, you're imagining that right. Yeah, Ian Hart missed a penalty. Yeah, I remember being in the transport club for that. Now it was fucking mental down in Crumlin, and yeah. there must have been about four thousand people in the place. It was mental, and we actually played very well that day. We'd uh, with a good few chances, and it just looked like it was never going to happen. Robbie Kane had a couple of chances, and then we we get the penalty obviously in the 90th minute, and then we probably should have fucking won it in in extra time. We had chances again. Yeah. Much better so anyway, yeah. That's yeah. We are just desperately unlucky that day. And it was all it was again, it was the story of like oh, it was this like this this the Spanish, the great pretenders and yeah. we were gonna be the ones to kinda of, to knock them out and sadly it just never happened. A game there where Roy Kane would have made a fucking massive difference. Yeah. True. Would have made a huge difference. Just that bit of uh steel and a bit of a bit quality, not, had a, yeah, that a the, quality as well. Kinsley and Holland were good in centre midfield, I suppose. He would have had a fair bit of steel about them, but yeah. you know, Kane wouldn't have let the 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 heads dip. And I know he obviously no. didn't be steady in it up until till the very end, but he would have pushed them and pushed them, you know. And yeah. I think the Spanish, I, I might be wrong, but I think they were starting to really tire or. Way, they look, yeah, yeah. They, they were a bit bollocks or something. This, yeah, and yeah, look, yeah. yeah, and you're looking, I'm looking at the, the penal score like here, I was banging in a penal and all. And this, um, and Sean, you mentioned Mendieta coming up of all the Spanish squad, he was the one you didn't want to see stepping up for that fifth penal because he was cool as fucking cool as yeah, a cucumber, I fell out from yeah. the blading spot. Like, he not, I didn't, once I saw him coming up, I'm like, no, nah. yeah, the, the hope was gone. You know, you knew he was a blade and he was a serial killer from Penos. There's no way he was going to miss that. And it turned out to be the case. 
you touch yeah. our lads. Having Kane, that if we had had Roy Kane that day, we all know world class players can bring those around them by 20, 30% even at times. You know, they can make you play, you know, look, look at world class yourself at times, just giving you that lift and looking on beside you. Um, and we, it was a huge, huge loss that day. And, you know, as, as Sean said, you know, you, we, we were comfortably all over these that day. Yeah. Um, and imagine having that just that lift for for a bit of confidence would have been absolutely off the wall. Yeah, true. Yeah, it's quite. It's quite. A, it's a, it'll always be the great what could have been. Yeah, yeah. And eighteen years later, that's the fucking last World Cup we played in. Sadly, you know. And then he, he, Spain go on then to play South Korea. Am I right? They do. Yeah, fucking. Yeah, yeah looking at a World Cup quarter final against South Korea like. I know I mean that that would have been you know that you know you talk about expectation and all that's gone before from the previous World Cups can you imagine I can't I just can't imagine what Ireland would have been like, like not, in, not, in, to, in, in not, not, not to be little England at all Ray because I'm not actually one of them people I, I'm the type of player I want to see England doing well at World Cups but like the, the World Cup just passed there when you're an England fan in Russia, you see that side of the tournament opening up, and you're like, "Oh well, look, fucking yeah. here's Sweden in a quarter final here, setting yeah. up a semi final with Croatia." Yeah, it's that kind of thinking, you know what I mean? With tournaments like that can just open up for you. Yeah, definitely. And yeah. we've said it before, haven't we? Right? Sorry, go ahead. It would have been a fifty-fifty game. Yeah. Regardless of the, yeah, we are thinking. Yeah, spot on, like, Sean. Yeah. Because if any crowd could have sort of not nullified the South Korean crowd that I touched on earlier, the Irish would have been maybe the ones that, you know, would have, yeah. uh, out of any tournament, they'll get in and they'll fucking make that presence known, you know. Yeah. Um, and it just wasn't to be. Yeah, it would have been it would have been an unbelievable build-up. And uh, had Ireland have found themselves in a semi-final of a World Cup then, I think. Oh, oh, no off. Row yeah. off. Right. We'd still be recovering. I reckon the country still be recovering. That <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's but, a sad um, fucking thing. I mean, look, like you know, t- all ten penalties are taken and five of them are missed. Yeah. I mean, there can't be that many times that that kind of sequence plays out in a penalty shootout. It must have been for Ireland fans in particular. It must have just been excruciating. Yeah. Yeah, it was you know, for me anyway as a kid. I mm. forced real heartbreak as a as a football fan. As a kid, I was fucking devastated. Yeah, I mean, but uh, then I'd be lying then if I said then the next day I was I shaved the front of my head and was supporting Brazil. <laughs> 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 well, why wasn't Why wasn't Niall Quinn taking a penalty in the shootout? Oh, I don't know. I was probably trying to sell someone broadband or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so that was the end of um, Ireland's tournament Um, and then the next day um, just to kind of illustrate kind of anything was possible um, the USA find themselves in the quarterfinal um, beating Mexico um, who always get out the group but always go no further it seems Um, McBride Brian McBride Landon Donovan scoring 2-0 2-0 win for them um, and they're in the quarters um, then you have Brazil um, kind of no nonsense 2-0 win against Belgium Rivaldo um, and Ronaldo um, again 
Ronaldo they at this just point is in ripping the, the tournament in half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they're they're definitely building ahead of steam at this point. Um, you then have Japan and Turkey. Um, again, you know, someone unlikely is going to be in a quarter final, and Turkey win that game one nil against Japan. And then you've got what was probably, you know, the biggest shock. Um, you have South Korea um, beating Italy two one on the golden goal. Um, young, young, young one scored. Some young one scored in the the extra time, didn't you? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you won. The, and there was a one. bit of controversy there, wasn't there? there was loads of controversy in this. That one. was the force of the dodgy decisions, wasn't it? Yeah, there was. It was um, it, the referee for this one got fucking lashed out of it. Uh, Ecuadorian. He, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they disallowed I think a couple of goals for Italy. Um, in in this, and they were. And the same with the Spanish one later on. There was goals getting disallowed that shouldn't have been disallowed. It was it was weird. It really had the this game and their next South Korean game. It was a huge shadow over it. If it hadn't have been such a, a minnow of a team, there would have already been uproar. Do you know what I mean? Like the fact that it was only a little South Korea and they're the hosts. I think they got a bit of leeway because some of the fucking decisions were terrible. Like yeah, Italy scored a goal, thought he, didn't he? And then he, there was a goal, and he, he went mad. Yeah, that was sent off. Yeah, yeah, he got sent off a dive and something. Yeah, he got two yellow cards. He gets sent off an extra time, actually. Um, and it got well. I mean, for an alleged dive. <laughs> the goal that was forty yards away from play. The match report says, <laughs> "Fucking hell." Yeah, the goal, I mean, the golden goal. Uh, I mean, they, they equalised with two minutes to go. Um, so, I mean, that in itself, getting to extra time, was a bit of an achievement. Uh, I suppose in a similar way for, for Ireland, getting the extra time um, against Spain. But uh, uh, for South Korea to go on and get the, the golden goal with three three minutes to go before, before the penalties were looming. Um, I mean, it's just, I guess, I guess no one really would have seen that. Coming and and Italy again, you know, Italy's team is just littered with stars, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. absolutely littered all the way through from Buffon, you know, through to Del Piero. Um, it's just I'm yeah. looking at it there, dude. Mark Giuliano playing centre back in that game for them. I'm not blaming him, but um, earlier on in the tournament, you had Cannavaro and hey, the Milan back for uh, yeah, it was it was it was a really good team, and it, back then Italy were always coming. They were always pulling players, uh, one player out of you know a mid-ranking Italian team, uh, and it, Tomasi it could have been in this one. Um, just comes yeah. out of nowhere and looks a, looks a cracking player, player, you know, in the yeah. middle of the pitch. You know, it's, they were a good a good team Italy back then as well. Um, Gattuso and Bolivio coming on for them. They really were a good team, and I was looking at the report there. The uh, South Korea got a dodgy penalty at the start of it that Bill Fon saves, and um, they had a golden goal ruled out as well. Like they were unlucky, but I suppose Italy under uh, Trapattoni, we've seen firsthand what Trapattoni teams play. Like maybe they weren't brave enough. I don't know. 
I remember this yeah, being a huge controversy for Blatter at the time. He was the day at that evening or the day after. He caused absolute panic in there with comments. He was <laughs> for him to say this is hilarious, but he he said the game was corrupt. <laughs> <laughs> imagine, imagine uh, that damn words from Seth Blatter, but hell never. Hot found the kettle black. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and then we. Uh, and then we get on to um, the quarterfinals. Um, and, I mean, usually, you know, we looking back at the previous tournaments, quarterfinals are, are generally, you know, blockbusters. You know, every, all four games, absolute yeah. blockbusters. And really, the only kind of, you know, blockbuster re- really was the, the, the England-Brazil game. Um, which was the first game, um, and look, Michael Owen scores England's uh, England goal. That was half seven in the morning. That game wasn't it? That was an early. Yeah. It was an early kickoff. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. was the early kickoffs. Yeah, um, England uh, go one nil up, um, but it was it wasn't to be because um, Rivaldo equalises. Uh, just Ronaldinho does great in that doesn't he bleeding dances through a few guy. step overs yeah. and a slide yeah. in and the Rivaldo finish was very um, I think Salah's got a couple like that as well when he's just, just come on to them and just passing it yeah great finish they yeah. turned it on that day didn't they Brazil after yeah. England went one and did it and then obviously did he mean it <laughs> well do you reckon 100% he meant it I think he meant it as well yeah, well, look, uh, when we seen the stuff that you went on to do yeah. for probably 10 years in the game after that, exactly. yeah, it'd be hard to say he didn't mean it, you know what I mean? And then he got sent off, didn't he? Yeah, seven, yeah. seven minutes later. I didn't know that until today. That's the God on his truth. I watched, the, I watched the highlights today. And then Straight red like, as well. Straight red. Yeah, yeah. I think it was reckless, wasn't it? It was a reckless challenge, I think. Yeah, so I mean, um, I mean, you know, England had over half an hour, um, you know, against ten men, um, and they still couldn't manage it. I mean, that that's not a surprise to me when when you when you look at you know, that's like, bringing off the bench. Yeah, exactly. Mike alone coming off at the right for sale. Here is on, Darius Purcell's on, and your last roll of is Teddy Sheringham. Yeah. Um, you know what's very crack, lads? Paul Scholes gives away the free kick with an absolute stupid tackle. So unlike him. Very, very <laughs> unlike him. It's just, it's just, it's just comedy. <laughs> Thinking like you're looking there, though, like uh, that Brazil back three, like you'd fucking you'd have chance, you'd have, you'd have a rough time. Beat like that Brazil team for how good they were going forward. Like Lucio, Edmilson, Roque Junior, like three animals in the back. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. And then you can caveat that with basically saying they probably had the two greatest fullbacks of all time then. Yeah. Well, well, um, until Andy Robertson and uh, Trent. <laughs> yeah, until uh, we, we found our own. But like, Well, these two revolutionised the fullback at this time, in fairness. When you when you look at that Brazil team, like that's, that's, for want of a better term, the last of the Samba. After that, yeah. They were chasing it for years, uh, and they, they had to become more pragmatic because the quality just started to wane a little bit, and they were 
pinning yeah. dogs and the likes but, of Rabinho and uh, they never had that cutting edge like that but not only that Sean you touched on the defence there as well right about them being savages at the back right the centre backs Ed Milson and Lucio are like good ball players as well and Milson gets a bleeding yeah. cracker in this World Cup like an overhead kicker he was at Leverkusen at the time. Leverkusen, him and Balak. Who are really, really good, you know. So the ball players, the ball players all over the place, you know. They are really, really good. Um, and this one actually, the Cleberson playing in midfield with Gilberto. So it was nearly like, right, you two sit there and the rest just do as a thing around that. Because you'd... Yeah, what a team. Uh, yeah, it was, a, it was a really good team. Yeah, and you mentioned Balak there and the next game is um, Germany against... Um, the USA and Balak gets the winner um, 1 0, probably closer than maybe some people would have expected. Um, but you know, USA had, had a great tournament getting to that getting to that stage, and then we get on to the real controversial game, um, yeah. which is mentioned, you know, Spain. Um, you know, I know they, I know Ireland had taking them all away but I think everyone would still have expected them to come through against um, South Korea uh, nil nil um, after extra time um, still nil nil two perfectly goals Charles Dawson that game as well yeah, yeah. yeah. ridiculous like like <laughs> was one wasn't it yeah, like we sit here these days and we whinge about the likes of Aaron all being yeah. but like when you seen the carry on at that tournament, <laughs> it like, was unreal. I'd imagine that's when the conversation of our probably started. To be honest, as yeah. early as then, you wouldn't be surprised. That, I like I wouldn't be surprised if that was like sort of the inception of even the thought of bringing in sort of techno- technology to help officials with some of these decisions. Because when you look back, like it, it's fucking bonkers. It's just kind of. Like, <laughs> It's like when you were playing football with your mates down the park and someone got the last goal and you were like, no, it didn't go in. And they were like, well, <laughs> yeah. play on. Like, you know what I mean? Went, went over the top. <laughs> yeah, that game that game was going on until South Korea won it. And that, that's basically what happened in yeah. the end. I mean, what's a Morientes gets a golden goal, but it gets disallowed because the linesman flags that the ball went out of play on the cross. Nowhere near it. It was madness, but you know, it was it, yeah, really, it was we're playing this until South Korea fucking gets like, next goal the winner, but only if it's it would have been uh, it would have been interesting that Ireland being playing in that game and and you were uh, and you were robbed. Um yeah. Wouldn't, be, wouldn't be the first time you were robbed, would it? Um, Instead of not getting into that, all right, that's for the next episode. And I won't be So, South Korea get through, and the last game, um, uh, Senegal against Turkey. I can't believe you, you were talking some of these teams in World Cup quarter final. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And that was a barn burner. Um, yeah. Um, Nil-nil after extra time and a golden goal um, for Turkey four minutes in, um, and that gets you your your last uh, your last four. Um, you know, Senegal would have been happy enough getting to a um, quarter final, um, and it leaves us with Germany against South Korea in one semi final, um, and Brazil against Turkey in the other. 
Um, boy, I always remember this being a yeah. good World Cup, but when I look at it on paper, it looks like it's absolutely poison. <laughs> I think it was good from the perspective that you had a few different, um, you know, teams coming to the fore. Um, but when you think about some of the teams that fell by the wayside and you look back at some of the squads and you look back at, you know, some of the stars who, you know, were in Bit teams torn. that got dumped out in one way or the other, uh, I suppose when you look and you start getting down to the back end of the tournament, you think of, you know, because you you are essentially deprived of those quarterfinals that always are the ones you kind of look forward to. Yeah. You know, you kind of know semis are going to be cagey. Um, the final is often cagey. But the quarters, for me, are the ones that really bring out the, the, the four best games in the tournament, generally. Um, and we were kind of robbed of that. But, um, yeah, Germany-South Korea um, is is the next game. And, and you know, finally... Um, South Korea's kind of uh, luck runs out, um, albeit it, it's only 1-0 and it takes a goal uh, from Balak 15 minutes from time um, oh, yeah. to get the job done <laughs> Germany. Um, he was really good, wasn't he, in this World Cup, Balak? Yeah, yeah he, he, he dragged them to the show, he didn't. Yeah, he really He's just been continuing his form from Leverkusen as well, because yeah. they, they've been really good. Uh, was that the age of years in Madrid in the Champions League? Yeah, 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 got yeah. the volley. Jesus, that's fucking. That's both the quarterfinals were one nil, weren't they? Yeah, the semis were one nil. The semis were one nil. Yeah, you get on to Brazil one nil against. Uh, Aldo scoring. Aldo yeah. scoring in that Great one. Great guy uh, as well. Another one in the fucking. Just a ridiculous, a ridiculous goal. Another reminder that we we're just absolutely robbed with that fella. Yeah. Uh, about reaching his true potential, like he just towpoked it, didn't he, into the, the bottom corner? And that was at the stage where every kid in the street wanted to be Ronaldo, you know what I mean? And like, this is the sort of stuff that when people refer to him, it's the real Ronaldo, you know? Yeah, yeah, I know he gets the whole fat Ronaldo jive, but uh, yeah, for me, he's uh, he's the Ronaldo, um, yeah, he is yeah. the Ronaldo, the haircut, the boots. Yeah, everything, everything, everything was him, and yeah, dead right, Shani. It was the ads and all that. It was yeah. the, the the airport ad and all, wasn't it? It was all the stars were yeah. involved in it, but it led to Ronaldo. You know, Arnoin, he was the man. Did he? Did he have them builds as well? Then Arnoin, the silver, yeah, blue and yellow and silver. I think they were laying crackers. And then remember, like. After what happened in France '98 and the fallout there is like yeah, you know, like the the kid how like you just talked about on the last part what happened but there was rumours he had took a turn and all in yeah. the dressing room for him to just come back onto the scene like just like looking as fit as he ever looked it was I think it it was sort of like a justice like poetic justice the way yeah. he, he came back around yeah. and it, it was literally all about him. And yeah. I think that's what sort of maybe clouds all our memories of this World Cup being a good World Cup was that Brazil were really good in it. You know what I mean? Like they yes. were, there, there was loads of flair from them. Rivaldo were like cracking goal in this um, tournament. The kind of one of the earlier games, he got a fucking beaut in it. Edmilson got a beaut. Ronaldo's got a couple of beauts. Ronaldinho gets his goal. You know, there was so much yeah. flair by Brazil. And while looking back at it now, everything else was shy. Yeah. 
yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, um, Brazil, you know, Brazil win um, all their games. Um, they're not, you know, they're not scratching around looking for golden goals or going through on penalties. Mm-hmm. Like this is a proper, you know, we come on to the final. Um, this is a proper win, you know, from a proper team. Um, they conceded how many in the entire tournament? Um, they, well, they conceded a couple against Costa Rica, but they beat them five-two in that game. Yeah, um, and then I think obviously they conceded, conceded, conceded one against England. Against England, um, they actually conceded three. Oh, in the group, that was it. Three in the group and one, and then one uh, in the knockout. So four conceding four goals, and, and two of them being in a five-two bashing. Um, it it's a fairly yeah. complete tournament. You know, you end up yeah. with the. You end up with the um, you end up with the top scorer, um, you know, with Ronaldo getting eight goals. You know, eight goals is 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 higher than normal. You know, we yeah. Well, like, you're talking about six, isn't it? Yeah, it's the benchmark. He ends up with he ends up with eight. Um, Valo so, had five. Um, so look, um, Germany, Brazil, uh, two nil. Um, ultimately, um, two goals in the second was- half. From Ronaldo, um, that was Ronaldo against Khan, wasn't it? In the yeah. build-up, I remember. Yeah. I know Balak was great, but the the build-up was a, like Ronaldo against Oliver Khan, wasn't it? Yeah, Khan Khan had been amazing, shiny for Germany yeah. in that tournament. He was pulling off even against us. Yeah, yeah, I, th- I think so. Yeah, even against us, shiny. You know, I remember him pulling off saves against Robbie Kane, and there was one I think from Matt Holland in that game. But uh, Khan was unbelievable in that tournament. The thing about Khan, his saves were always very dramatic, weren't he, throughout yeah. his career? You know, he'd make saves with his face and, you know, plucking them out of all. You know what I mean? He, was very much, yeah. he had a face already that he was getting whacked with 20 shots a game. But the way he was a very dramatic keeper, you know what I mean? And you're right, they had gone into that. I thought, yeah, Balak had been their best player, but Khan was the one that was in the group games and all, saving them and getting them in. And it was Ronaldo versus Can. And when you think about the other players that Brazil had, like we said, you're talking Rivaldo had five goals. Most other years, that's a shoe-in for a, a shot at the, the golden boot as well. We've Ronaldinho back in here. You know, it's there's so much talent on show, but so, it was so Ronaldo. Something major happens for Germany in that game as well. Hitler, Hitler wouldn't have been too happy. Yeah. Gerald Asamoa becomes one of the first black players to play for Germany. That's right, yeah. Oh yeah, he comes on as a sub, yeah. Um but look, 2-0, 2-0 to Brazil. Um I think, you know, I I, I suppose you were saying, Shawnee, about it being, you know, looking back at it as a as a great World Cup. At least we had the showcase final, you know, the two Yeah. Two, you know, um, big two guns. big nations. Yeah, yeah in the final, uh, which doesn't always happen. Um, and then, obviously, the player of the tournament. I mean, we talked about the, the last final, you know, being the Zidane final, um, when it, you know, was billed as Zidane um, versus yeah. Ronaldo. And, and this one, you know, turns out to be the Ronaldo final. Um, yeah, and, he was, he was he, just... Unbelievable in that game. Two goals were straight from the top drawer and turning up like it. The, it was like a, the complete completion of like a redemption arc. Yeah. They have been robbed of the opportunity four years previously. It, it, it was written in the stars for them. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. 
he yeah. was unbelievable. And that that will be his like he never won a Champions League, Ronaldo. And there's no. talk like some people consider them him the greatest to ever play the game. And but when you look at when you look at him in that form, he was just outrageous, unbelievable. I think he got a move to Real Madrid off the back of this, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Does yeah, yeah. Um, Jimmy Traore has won a Champions League, by the way. He's <laughs> <laughs> more Champions League than Zlatan Ibrahimovic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, right, so look, we'll um, we'll wrap that up as our um, World Cup uh, review for 2002. But we have still got one thing left to do, and it is the quiz. Um, it's the proper quiz. It's not the Maybe uppy Phil. Behind every company, there's a time-tested engine keeping it moving. By earning your accounting degree online from Grand Canyon University, you could advance your career by identifying business efficiencies and building business models. Become a core team member by keeping business on budget and on track to success. What do you think accounting careers look like? GCU offers over 175 high-quality online programs like this one. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. Uh, Five-second quiz. This is the proper <laughs> quiz. Um, right, so um, pen and paper at the ready. What we've got tonight uh, is a bit of a mixed bag of 10 questions. Um, a possible 17 points from them, 10 questions. Um, so without further ado, uh, question number one, um, which other nation aside from, uh, Japan and South Korea, uh, were bidden to host the 2002 world cup? Um, and I'll give you a multiple choice on this one. Was it a Argentina, B Mexico or C Brazil? <laughs> <clears throat> I know this one. Okay. Um, question number two. Um, there were two things in this which this um, World Cup included for the last time. Can you name them? Go again. Go again. Sorry, take over. Yeah, there were two things. The so two aspects within this last World Cup which were included. So the World Cup of 2002 was the last time a couple of aspects were incorporated into the okay. makeup of the tournament. Two things. Point three. Oh, we Okay. Um, question number three. In his career, how many clubs did South Africa's Lucas Radaby play for? And I'll give you multiple choice on this. Is it A, two clubs, B, three clubs, or C, four clubs? He was at Leeds for a long time, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. He was. Right, number four. Question number four. Right, there's three points on offer here. Um, name the countries from which the following referees are from. Okay. Oh, fuck. <laughs> three, three World Cup referees. Okay. 
Uh, first one is Anders Frisk. Who I think refereed Ireland's game with Spain. I've seen that. A handsome man. A handsome man. He was. He was a regular in the Champions League as well, I seem to remember, wasn't he? Yeah. Uh, second one is Urs Meyer. And the third one is Brian Hall. Right. Happy enough with that. Okay. So, um, question. Is Anders Frist the fella that looked a bit like Klopp? The blondie fella with a tan. The blondie fella, yeah. yeah. Nice tan. Yeah, I'm thinking of the right fella then, yeah. <clears throat> right, question number five. Uh, which two European uh, nations were making their first uh, appearances in a World Cup since 1986? Since 86. Okay, question number six. Um, Slovenia and Senegal made their World Cup debuts uh, in 2002, but there were two others. Uh, point for each, if you can name the other two. Who did you say, Slovenia and Senegal? Slovenia and Senegal uh, made their debut yeah. in that World Cup. There were two others. Point for each. Okay, question number seven. Turkey scored the fastest goal in World Cup history in the third place playoff against South Korea. Oh, I know it is. Was it after, it's multiple choice, was it after A, 10.8 seconds, B, 12.8 seconds, or C, 14.8 seconds? What was the forced option? Uh, 10.8 seconds, it was A. 8, yeah. And then B, 12.8 and C, 14.8. Uh, question number eight. Ronaldo was the gold boot winner with eight goals. There were two uh, players who were joint second. Name them. Point for each. The top scorers. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, two players uh, tied for second um, top scorer. Yeah. Uh, point for each. Okay, question number nine. After the tournament, FIFA published the ranking of each individual team for the tournament. 
So everyone was given a position at the end of the tournament, obviously going from Brazil first, Germany second and so on. So what position did Ireland come? I've got multiple choice on this for you. So did Ireland officially finish A, 12th, B, 13th or C, 14th? And then the last one, question number 10, um, point for each. So can you name, and there's obviously limited options here, which, whichever combination you, you go for, um, name the country which the opening game was played in and the country the final was played in. He's thinking I'm thinking out loud. <laughs> Giving the game away. Right, okay. So, I'll get on to the answers. So, the way this works is you shout me your answers and uh, I will let you know the correct answer after that and we'll I'll allocate the points accordingly. So, Question number one, which nation was bidding to host the 2002 World Cup? What do you go for, lads? I have Brazil written down. I think it's wrong. Mexico. Argentina. Mexico. Oh, so we covered everyone here, did we? Yeah? Yeah. Okay. The correct answer was B, Mexico. Yeah. So Keith with a point there. Uh, okay, two things that this World Cup included for the last time. Gold and gold. Gold and gold. Gold and gold. That's all I got was gold and gold. Didn't even, couldn't even think of a second one. Gold and gold. Okay, so everyone's got gold and gold, which is correct. Yeah. Anyone else with a second one? Well, kind of, no. I misunderstood the question, but I said it was the last time that there was two house nations for the World Cup. Um, cool. it, it, it is, but that wasn't what I was looking for. <laughs> <coughs> I'll give you a half point. <laughs> what, what's, the, what's the second part? The second part is it's the last tournament that the uh, that the, the winners were guaranteed qualification. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, winners, the winners obviously have to qualify uh, and had have had to qualify ever since that tournament. Um, and France may as well have uh, not yeah. qualified. Um, right. Um, in his career, how many clubs did South Africa's Lucas Radaby play for? I went for two. I went for two. You went for two. Gar? Two. Yeah, that is correct. Yeah. Okay, right. The referees name the fo- name, name the countries from which the foreign <laughs> referees are from. So Anders Frisk, Sweden. Swedish. What did you say, Gar? Swedish. Oh, yeah, Swedish. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Sweden. Yeah. Okay. 
Uh, Erzmeier. Switzerland. Switzerland. Who said Germany? Me. That's wrong, surely. It's Switzerland. 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 Yes. No, it wasn't. Did Orsmeyer, was he? Did he get death threats from the English in, in a tournament? Yep, the, the one after, wasn't it? Yeah, did he, done some, did he disallow some man? He got death threats. That's the only Lampard's goal, wasn't it? Was it Lampard's yes. one? They won the cross yes. line against yeah. Germany, wasn't it? Line. He definitely got death threats off something. That's how I know him. Yeah. Um, and I went for Wales for the third fella. Oh, okay, Wales. We went for USA because Hugh Dallas was Scottish and uh, what's his name was the English one. Uh, it was the small, English one for this small fat fucker. <laughs> Dorkin Winter. No, um, Winter. Uh, no, it come back to me, but it definitely, it, it, it's definitely not because obviously Hugh Dallas was a Scottish and there was no hall. I don't remember now. So Germany or sorry, USA was the one that stood out to me. Atkinson. No, it was USA. So USA, uh, yeah, we had that. Yeah. Um, okay. Okay, so question number five. Uh, which two European sides making the first appearance in the World Cup since 96? Sweden and Belgium. I uh, went Turkey and Portugal. Okay. I went Turkey and Belgium. Okay, so the correct answer was uh, Portugal and yes. Poland. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> So Keith and Gar with a point there, was it? No. Right? No, no. What do you? What do you? I got Portugal. I got no. I got no. Okay, so it was Keith yeah. who had Portugal, was it? Yeah. Yeah, Portugal and Turkey. Yeah. Okay. Um, so Slovenia and Senegal made their World Cup debuts. Name, name the name the other two. China, Ecuador. China, Ecuador, Shawnee. I had China, South Korea. I had China and South Korea. South Korea had done a few before this, boys. Ah, yeah. Yeah, it I wasn't was. even thought of, Keith. I wasn't even thought of. It was China and Ecuador. Keith was uh, spot on there. Um, uh, Shorty with one. Um, Right, the fastest goal in World Cup history. How how uh, is it A, B or C, lads? Oh, I went for B. What's B? 12.8. 12.8 for Keith. What was the others? 10.8 for me, Gar. 10.8 from Gar. 11 seconds it would have been, yeah. 12.8 for me. 12.8, okay. The, the right answer was A, 10.8. So it was Gar with a point there. Gar. Yeah, very good. Um, Rival, uh, Ronaldo was the gold boot winner. Who were the other two? Ronaldo and Rivaldo. Rivaldo close, eh? Yeah, that's yeah. right. Close or Rivaldo? Yeah, same as. All same. Okay, so that's right. So you all get two there. Uh, right. Uh, FIFA, uh, the FIFA published ranking... For Ireland, what did you go with? 12th. 12th. 14th. Oh, okay. 
slight difference of opinion there. Uh, I think it was 12 because we were the only side to beat on panels, I think, in the quarter, in the round 16. Yeah. Uh, the correct answer is, is indeed 12th. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I think they take it, the group, I take, they take into account the group as well because, you know, Mexico and Denmark actually finished above. Ireland, it's all a bit kind of, all a bit of a nonsense really. I didn't even realise they did it, to be honest yeah. with you. I had a close look into it. Um, okay, so that was... Um, what was it, 12, was it? Yeah, 12. Shawnee and who else got it? Keith. Yeah. Keith, okay. Keith, run away. <laughs> Will you give me bonus points by name of the cities? Because I think we can. So can I. You don't need so, them, you prick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, a point for each. Uh, the opening game was in... Seoul. Seoul and Korea. Yeah. Okay. So, you all said Korea for that, yeah? Yeah. yeah. Okay. And... Final? Yokohama. Japan. Yeah. Japan. All said Japan, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Right, very good. Uh, right, so if I top this up, um, I think we can say that Shawnee came in third place. Yeah. Guess who's not Googling, Ray? You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> it's, all, it, it's all about humility in these dark times, Ray, you know? <laughs> well, in fairness, I don't like, if I have won this, I don't like that there'll be a, a, an asterisk against me win. We usually do have a camera on. We usually have cameras on for this, so... Yeah, this know. is behind This is behind closed doors, boys. This is the future. <laughs> <laughs> a joyless victory. Get used to it. <laughs> right, I said I was close with me and Shawnee, was it? It must have been about a point, didn't it? Yeah, I'm still... We only I'm, got 12, I think. I'm still, uh, still totting these up. So, look, let me just run through this. So, we got... Um, Keith got uh, one... Uh, two, uh, three, four, five, six, uh, seven, uh, eight, nine, uh, ten, eleven. Yeah, I think it looks like Keith's got you there, Gar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll give you the final scores in a minute, but I think I can safely declare Keith as the winner this week, yeah? Yeah. Well done, Keith. Uh, play lads. No, I, I, I will put it down to it. It's superior football knowledge. The fucking fella could tell you what Blake and Colour Jocks fucking Del Piero had on in the tour place playoff and fucking Euro 2000, whatever, whatever he was beating or something. The fella now's fucking. He in. went commando. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, stop. Anyway, boys. Good. Yeah, great stuff. Good, good to have a chat again. You know, we, we, it, you know, it's important. We, uh, oh, yeah, we yeah. fill a, fill our time in the absence of Liverpool. Quick question before you all go, lads. Um, gonna gonna ask you all individually because it is a Liverpool podcast at the end of the day. Um, does this league season get finished? Um, I'll start with you, Keith. And it, and it, and it, and in what circumstances? 
Yeah, I think it'll get finished. I but I think it'll be behind closed doors. Me and Gav were talking about it during the night. Um I think they'll just rush to get it done behind closed doors. Uh be a joyless, soulless victory. There'll be no celebrating, no pubs open. No. It'll be a bit of a pain in the bollocks, but once they get it wrapped up, I don't care. Yeah, I was I've been thinking like that for a long time, but like, yeah, you know, yeah. days like today when as I said at the start, we would have been out there um strutting our stuff as champions. Yeah, it kind of brings it it does start to bring it home a little bit. Um God, do you see us um Yeah, I think see, we're do, you see, do you see the season get do you, do you see the season getting finished yourself definitely, yeah? Yeah, I think just in regards to the TV revenues and all that sort of stuff. Um and yeah. what the lads have been discussing on their part, I think without a doubt it gets finished. Um the, you know, the the money thing seems to be the thing that wants to finish it. And then we've obviously got information that other leagues are trying to get get back into gear and get back training now. I think Germany is it who are going back to fifth of May or whatever. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I hundred percent see it being finished. Yeah, I mean, it's just it, it's just down to revenue for me. Yeah, whether it's the right thing or not isn't even the question. Yeah, It'll be the, yeah. the money that'll dictate it. Hundred percent. Yeah, and surely I think uh, I think you're probably the least optimistic at the moment on, on, on these things. So I'll ask, yeah. you, I'll ask you in a slightly different way. If this did, you know, if this turned out to be uh, a season that I'm not even going to go into null and void. Um, if this turned out to be a season that was uh, declared finished and whatever happened, happened in other parts of the league in terms of Champions League, in terms of um, relegation, doesn't I'm not really asked. Uh, if this was declared finished and done and Liverpool were champions with that dreaded asterisk next to the name, would it would it would it bother you at yeah, all? Massively. <laughs> like I have to say, oh wait at all my life for this and even if it was to play out behind closed doors, I don't think I could grow for it. Yeah. That's yeah. the honestly that's the boat I'm in. Uh I haven't been thinking much about football to be honest in the last couple of weeks, but when I do think about it, it's just shit. It's just crap. Like you seen you seen the other day the the photograph of the, the parade last year won photo, photograph of the year. Yeah. The world world photograph of the year. Like yeah. any picture taken last year, the one of the Liverpool fans celebrating the Champions League final win. What like that moment that was captured was voted the best of the year. And you can only imagine what it would have been like right yeah. Yeah. Uh, celebrating the first league title and I, I don't want to be negative about it but for me it's massively mad like I was thinking today I was even watching today Premier League years and I'm thinking like what are they going to do next year Yeah, are they just going to show a lot of highlights from the back end of the season games behind closed doors yeah. No, they'll show it all from our bleeding twenty-five point lead that we got up beforehand. It yeah. wouldn't, they wouldn't taint it for me in the sense that you know I wouldn't look at it with an asterisk. I think it's only right that Liverpool will be allowed to win the league without yeah, it being voided. But for the players, it's not, and the fans not to be able to celebrate that for for the players not to have that moment of lifting the cup in front of fans is a kick in the bollocks for them. Yeah, I think I mean you know. You and I, Shawnee, we, we, we were privileged to go over to Madrid um, and we yeah. didn't even get into the ground. We didn't even get 
within sniffing distance of the ground, but it wasn't it wasn't important and it was it was what we experienced, you know. Yeah, but it's uh, even the that. next day you look at the you can look at the photos of yeah. the, the the players. <laughs> like what are you gonna do? Like it, we don't even know the semantics yet. Like this could yes. be played in fucking St George's Park. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, yeah. like it could be. Like, there's no guarantee that they're gonna even play in Anfield again. This yeah, year. It's true. Like, especially with the possibility, Shawnee, of crowds, loads of fucking crowds turning up. Like, we don't yeah. know. Like, that's what I'm saying. This, the whole thing is just mired in uncertainty. That, like, I can't. Like, obviously, when they when those settles, yeah, we'll be Premier League champions and we'll have a lovely gold badge on the side of the jersey next year, but this just, this isn't what any of us envisioned, is it? Yeah. No. Not you know, no. and that's why for me it will be... But the, the only thing I would say, the fact we were so far ahead, do you know what I mean? It's it's not like yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. Like it's, it's not like a six-point lead and yeah. it's like, ah, oh, well, you just won it, but, you know, you, you know, everyone everyone knows we're going to fucking win and we deserve to win it. Two wins away or whatever it is, you know. Yeah, so but like, they won't even talk about like that's the thing, Keith. They won't yeah. even talk about what's gone ahead. Like we we were putting together arguably the greatest individual season any side yeah. England has ever done. True. Forget about Invincible for a minute because we were bound to smash fucking record. But like who knows how it's going to play out now? Like yeah, it's just it's a bit shit. Like yeah, oh, it is. It's especially for Klopp and the players now. The, the the solace you take from it is that look fucking we may well go on and win it again next year and then it'll be a fucking right jolly up but there's just like no guarantees in football exactly yeah the last couple of weeks have just showed that like so for me look I don't mean don't want to sound like a fucking Debbie Downer but <laughs> massively mad for me as it is because I had envisaged this in my head a million and one ways since I can remember yeah like, and this wasn't one of the million and one ways that you yeah picture yeah, it yeah It'll be shit though if if, if Shawnee's way does go, lads. Uh, it will be shit for 2020 when you look in the asterisk beside Liverpool's title win, and then you'll have the LFC Day Trivers podcast quiz, and you'll have an asterisk beside Keep Plunkett. It'll be hilarious, won't it? <laughs> and it'll be the we'll same publish. answer for both. We'll it'll be like <laughs> we will publish on Twitter. Um, it definitely won't. I'll, I'll, get, I'll give it. it. There's, I, I reckon there's zero possibility that Nolan Void happens. Like, I don't think that. Yeah. It, it's just not yeah. believable. Like, it's no. Um, it's shut yeah. stolen by a lot of self-interested folks. Yeah. The thing is with Twitter, it's an echo chamber. Like, the only football institution that's playing this out in public it has been the AFL and the Premier League. Yeah. Like, um, I think La Liga only sat down for the first time today to discuss. Yeah what was going to happen and uh, they've been completely in the dark there whereas every Friday they just seem to be getting together and going oh well we, we'll see no like, news there's no yeah. news I mean even 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 the Scotland decision there um, you know that that's a completely different outcome that they've reached but again what was what was behind it it was financial I mean they had to they had to come up with something for those uh divisions yeah. outside of the Premier League so that those clubs could get the get the final end of season payments and, and survive um, like, into next season. Behind closed doors might work for Premier League sides but I can imagine that there's plenty of championship sides in League 1 and League 2 sides that just doesn't suit either behind yeah. closed doors because they will like 
you look at here, the GAA will not entertain closed doors at all because they make up so much of the revenue. Yeah. And then yeah. imagine that's what's going to happen. And so even like if it comes to behind closed doors for League One and League Two clubs, like they'll still struggle. So like yeah. they, we take if you take a Liverpool tint off here for a minute. Like, what th- thinking about Liverpool is the easy part. It's easy to yeah. give someone a title when they're 25, 26 points ahead in a title race. Yeah. But when you're looking at the likes of fucking Coventry City, who have a chance of going into the championship, if their season is null and void, they could be going bust. That's right. Yeah, their chairman has said that. Like, they're fucked if that gets voided. Because, like, yeah, they put a season together, you know what I mean, to get into the position they're in. And all of a sudden, no, or even Leeds, Leeds in the championship. I mean, they must be laying on the burst of bu- the bubble about to burst if they don't grow up as well. If Bielts is still there, you know what I mean. They put a lot into getting up this year, so yeah. I mean, some of some of those teams as well in 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 Championship and League One and League Two. I mean, they they would have, you know, there've been teams there that would have got to playoffs and would have got extra revenue through that. Um, games at Wembley, you know that that won't take place now. Um, like there's there's so many kind of um, things that have been impacted by this. I mean, even go back to the Premier League. Think about the relegation. Um, Wofford and Bournemouth. There's one there's one goal separating them. Yeah. I mean, how, you know, if you know, if you do call an end to the season and we are awarded the league because they 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 don't find a way of playing the games. You know, are we going to end up with 22 teams? Um, because two teams will come up and, you know, all that goes with that in terms of trying to fit in extra games. It's, and, uh, then you'll, and then yeah. you'll have you'll have fucking Nottingham Forest saying, well, well, we were in with a shout. Like, the, the championship playoff spots is a fucking bottleneck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, there's no way this is null and void. It's like, pay no attention to the shit you're seeing on Twitter. There's no way it'll be cancelled, but there's, there's, a, there's a chance it'll be cancelled, but it won't be null and void. It's the season won't be just, yeah, well, finish where you are now and yeah. wherever you are, that's it. I know he was only saying this to Gav on one of the shows, you know, they might just start looking and seeing, can we get this finished now? And then looking to give payoffs to, you know, the teams that are most affected by relegation and I'll get them an extra few quid or whatever to tie them over and shut them up. But then even the Champions League qualification is is madness, you know what I mean? There's fucking loads of them trying to get in there as well. You have Sheffield United, Wolves up there chasing it with United Spurs. There's nothing, there's a lot still to sort out. Yeah, there's it's teams, just, uh, there's, teams that, there's, there's teams in that, in those scenarios like Sheffield United um, that you mentioned, uh, even Leicester, um, they were pretty much guaranteed the Champions League spots. There's teams like that. We say about Liverpool going again next season and winning the league. They're unlikely to find themselves in, yeah. in those positions exactly. with nine games to go. You know, in a new se- in a, in a new season. Um, it's 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 a one in maybe ten twenty year opportunity for someone like uh, particularly Sheffield United. Oh yeah. Once in a blue moon job, whereas Leicester, they won the league a few years ago and they were a well set up, um, settled squad and all that. Sheffield United are, you know, to catch Lightning in a bottle twice, they cut a lot of teams off guard this year. And if you're just going to avoid that and say, oh no, go again, tough one to do. Yeah, yeah. So look, we'll we'll see how this all plays out in the coming weeks. Gav, Gav, I'm sure, will keep. 
keep his finger on the pulse and uh, and 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 have his shows um, talking about the latest developments as they happen. But hopefully, we will get back um, at the very least behind closed doors. Well, I think it can only be behind closed doors now. I, I don't see any. Even at the start of next season, we might not be getting um, to go to Liverpool games, which is uh, which is it's another it's another blow, isn't it? Um, but look, thanks, lads. It's been thanks, um, it's been another good um, another good show reviewing the World Cup. Um, we may well spin on to um, two thousand and six um, next week. Um, so from me, Ray, uh, thanks, Keith. Pleasure as always. Yeah, thanks, Gart. Pleasure, mate. Thank you. And thanks to Shawnee FC. No problem, bud. Thank you. Nice All right. Take it easy. See you thanks later. Look bye bye. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Oh, that's a cheer we used to do in softball. Uh, what? It's uh, actually Geico. Whenever someone hit a triple, we would wave our bats and yell, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. But we never got to use it because we would only hit home runs. Annoying. The phrase is from Geico because they help save people money. Geico? Yeah, they were our team sponsor. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Hey, imagine if all your frustrations about advertising your business could be solved right now. You should know that podcast listeners are more engaged in higher converting than any other advertising medium. So try AdHub today and reap the rewards of Spreaker self-advertising platform. It makes it as effortless as ever to be heard by thousands, regardless of the listening app they use. Visit Spreaker.com forward slash AdHub. That's S-P-R-E-A-K-E-R.com forward slash AdHub and start using your advertising dollars in an impactful way. Sports Social Podcast Network.